You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. In Kazakhstan, uh, we say it makes you feel like a real man when you shoot. It's a nice feeling. I yes. enjoy it. It feels good. Your body feels uh, alive, uh, good, like a proper man. Especially when you shoot a machine gun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How many can it's it It's about 800 kill? rounds per minute. Wow, 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 he's a good gun. <laughs> 800 per minute? Yeah. It means you have a many criminal try to you kill? Yeah, you can just waste them. After I'm done with guns, I always go to the topless club. Wow, wow, I like it very much. Only, to only, shoot um, a gun and to see a big... Uh, and that, and that would, yeah, that really sums it up. This is what a man should do. A man should be able to shoot the gun and enjoy... Look at naked women. Yes. Yes. High five! <laughs> Come on through. It's all about I kick your ass, Osama. Wah, wah, wee, wah! You are a real man. High five! Can you buy this gun for self-defense? It's possible. It's not easy to. Can you buy anti-tank gun for self-defense? You can. Good. In Texas. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world. This is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. Right along! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Educates. Syncopates. Radio communicates. Radio. The sound of year-round pleasure. And we have Chet from Mesquite on the line. Hello, Chet. Hello? You think you're so smart. Hello? Why are you always talking about drugs and and niggers and, 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 and homos and Jews? Isn't there anything else to talk about? You know what I hate, Chet? I hate people who call me up and tell me what they don't want to talk about. You don't want to talk about blacks and gays and why do you bring them up in the first place, huh? Sounds to me like you like talking about them. Keep talking, Jew boy. Life is short. Let's send a microwave oven out to Chet. The following podcast contains harsh language, nudity, graphic violence, adult situations, and a healthy obsession with empirical reality. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. It is Thursday, March 28th, 2013, and this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. I'm Bob, that's Chez. We're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. That's B-U-B-B-L-E-G-E-N-I-U-S. Full stop, C-O-M. For all your bath and body product needs. Uh, God, uh, you know, um, I've got a, kind of a long list of things that we uh, should talk about this week, Chad. So what else is new? No. Well, I mean, some, last week was kind of a slow week. This week, 
is not a slow week whatsoever. So uh, there's lots to get to, and I don't know that we'll pack it all in this show, in today's show. So whatever we don't get to, as we usually do, will be on the after party. So if you're not subscribed to the after party, you go to the website, bobsaska.com. Just type it in. Takes you right there, and then you see a link that says Bob and Joe's show after party. And then you click on that link, and then you subscribe. It's very simple to do. It's very easy and straightforward. It's only $6 a month. You can cancel at any time. So you decide, well, I'm going to just download all the shows in a couple of days and then cancel. Well, you won't be able to get the new shows, but, you know, you'll be able to hork all the old ones. But you shouldn't do that. We're on the honor system. You should subscribe and then stay subscribed. I'm not encouraging the cheating. But, hey, we're also brought to you by uh, the BobSuska.com Amazon link. You'll see it right below the logo. It says Amazon link in big capital letters as if I'm yelling at you. If you click that link, uh, you go to the Amazon front page. So whenever you want to do some shopping, if you go through the Amazon link at the website, then we get a small, very, 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 very small slice of What do you mean we, Kimusabi? I don't get crap. Well, I mean we, meaning me. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> Meaning me. Um, and then uh, we're also, I, you know, I got a brand new batch of that full-strength fitness st- uh, stuff. Shake. Huh? Oh, we're full back strength to the shake. Fitness, uh, yeah, so go to fullstrength.com and, and check out their fitness. It's really delicious. And it works. Every week, trust every me. week it's some new thing that you're into that becomes a sponsor of this show. <laughs> I just, well, the last two sponsors are sort of uh, sponsors that I just kind of made up. I can't. Well, yeah, I can't wait till like Monta's by Strites, like on the old Joe Franklin show. <laughs> of Raymond Burr's nipple rouge. Right. Uh, so, um, where to begin? Uh, same-sex marriage this week was uh, was a pretty big uh, topic of conversation. Everyone had the uh, equal signs on their Facebook, you know, profile pics, except for me. I don't know why I didn't do it. I don't. I just. I kind of missed it. No, I don't think you should feel it, it, it's not something that that you know. I think like the old the Seinfeld episode. You're not going to wear the ribbon. <laughs> the ribbon, yeah, yeah, the ribbon. It's not that. It's yeah. you know. I mean, I I the only reason that I changed mine is because uh, I got that black flag symbol, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. So, yeah, and I just I kind of contributed to the meme insofar as I made one that had just a question mark for people who didn't understand what the meme was all about. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was. It's cool. It's an. It's a. You know, Mary Beth Williams, my friend from Salon.com, wrote a really nice little piece about it, just saying that. Yeah, of course, it's slacktivism. It doesn't really change anything, but it's a nice little show of solidarity. I mean, yeah. There's nothing. You know, you may as well. It's kind. It's kind of a cool thing, especially to people who are your friends on Facebook who who maybe don't. You know aren't supporters of same-sex marriage or, or who don't understand what, what it's all about and what's at stake. And you want to kind of, you know, get it across to them. If enough of their friends have this change of profile, they'll kind of, you know, yeah. either get the picture or run terrified. I don't know which. I just, I, I really didn't get to it. I mean, that's the thing. It was like, I, I got to do this. I got to do this. Oh crap. Here's something else I got to do. And then it just got kind of got pushed back. And before I knew yeah, it, it, it was, it was basically the end of the day, East coast time. You know, because I'm six hours behind East Coast time. So rolls around one o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm really cooking now. And the wheels are spinning and I'm doing stuff and I'm getting things done. And then I realize, oh, well, it's kind of too late now. So I just Got didn't it. do it. I, I didn't do it. And I'm not proud of it. 
I should say I'm not proud of it. The people who piss me off are the ones who are like, I'm just not going to do it because I'm not going to participate in this ridiculous show of solidarity. I'm not going to do it because everyone else is doing it. And then I, you know, the consequence, too, is if you have any friends who are conservatives, I actually have a Facebook friend who is (laughs) a Calvinist. I mean, you want to talk about far, far Calvinist. I mean, this is like the most fundamental. Are they not allowed to have computers? No, they can clearly. Amish. Was that just the Amish? Amish. The, The Calvinists are like they make fundamentalists look like atheists. Sounds lovely. I mean, they're just, they're really, really extreme. I mean, and then he was kind of, he was, he posted the thing where he said, you know, I have perversion. Everyone has perversion. That doesn't make it right. (laughs) Oh, okay. You continue to adhere to your 2000 year old book of magical stories about talking snakes and guys who rise from the dead. (laughs) Right. You go right on believing that crap. So, uh, but you know what? That wasn't the worst quote that I saw. Over the last couple of days, there were a couple of really bad ones. There was one that came out today from a uh, Republican National Committee chairman in Michigan. Posted a uh, an anti-gay article on Facebook. I assume this is an article that he wrote. And now even the Republicans in Michigan are calling for the resignation of this guy. Dave. What did it say? David Jema. A Jema. I had okay. I had an intestinal edema one time. It was really really uncomfortable. <laughs> David Jima, who previously served as a Michigan State Representative, posted an article Wednesday on Facebook that described the lifestyle of homosexuals as "quote unquote" filthy. Of course, it is. It also listed quote some statistics about the homosexual lifestyle, including quote many comes. many homosexual sexual encounters occur while drunk, high on drugs, or in an orgy setting. That's been every single sexual encounter I've ever had. Yeah, right. I was just waiting for you to say that. Also, 50% of suicides can be attributed to homosexuals. Well, in, you know what? Insofar as, 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 as gay people commit suicide, a lot of times it's because they've been completely ostracized from their family and friends who don't understand. You know, when that happens, it's oftentimes because they've been shamed or bullied. I just I like hearing about this. It's like, you know, it's like having a dinosaur come back. It really is. You know, in this day and age, really, who thinks this way? And yeah, the people who do, you just, you know, you laugh at them and shun them the way they deserve it. Quote, homosexuals account for three to four percent of all gonorrhea cases, 60 percent of all syphilis cases, syphilis, and 17 percent of all hospital admissions other than for STDs in the United States. Whatever. Yeah. So Dave Ajima also believes in uh, bleeding with leeches and goblins possessing humans. He's the he's the next guy to get busted in a freaking you know municipal park restroom. Oh God, yeah, with ecstasy and lube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of guys who are going to get, I was bu- just trying to convert him from behind. <laughs> uh, the next quote comes to us from Shock Horror. Uh, Eric Erickson. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw. I probably saw the one you're talking about. Quote, any Christian who refuses to recognize that man wants to upend God's order. Man wants to upend God's order. Upend. What a fine choice of upend. words. Will have to be driven from the national conversation. They will be labeled bigots and ultimately criminals. Yeah. No, that's, that's the thing that I wrote about today for banter. Yeah. 
Once that the- th- this in, this insanity, this this pity party, this self-flagellation of the Christian right, claiming that that you know it's losing its its stranglehold on society. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's their entire argument here. Right. It's a matter of their religious entire, freedom. Their entire argument is that is that they are. Uh, that they're losing their rights. They're the, you know, it's just like that reverse racism horse crap. You know, we're we're the real second class citizens because Christians are the ones who are going to be persecuted. You're like, no, you know what? You're not being tied to a fence post in Laramie, Wyoming. Shut up. <laughs> Once the world decides, Eric Erickson continues, that real marriage is something other than uh, natural or godly. Those who would point it out must be silenced and, if not, punished. The state must be used to do this. Consequently, the libertarian pipe dream of getting government out of marriage can never, ever be possible. Within a year or two, we will see Christian schools attacked for refusing to admit students whose parents are gay. We'll see churches suffer the loss of their tax-exempt status for refusing to hold gay weddings. We will see private businesses shut down because they refuse to treat as legitimate that which perverts God's own established place. Clearly, Cats Eric and Eric- dogs living together. <laughs> In some places, this has already happened. Eric Erickson, obviously also a Calvinist. By the way, the liberty... I- the libertarian pipe dream, incidentally, is leave things up to the states. It wasn't that Ron Paul's answer to everything. He's asked yep. about same-sex marriage. Well, I think we ought to leave it up to the states. In his, that's a good impression. In his weird, plaintive voice. Yeah, it's, it's a state matter. And that's what was being discussed in the Supreme Court yesterday. They were all talking about states' rights. This is marriage is traditionally defined by the states. And this is, this is going to be the argument to strike down the Defense of Marriage Act. But it's not a liberal pipe dream to get a government out of marriage entirely. The libertarian pipe dream is to just leave it up to the states, and that's what's happening, Eric Erickson, CNN contributor. Right. Well, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it really, as, as you know, I wrote it a couple of days ago, and I know that there, there have been a couple of people who have said it since, and probably even at, you know, at the same time as me, maybe even before. But the, the bottom line here is, the genie's out of the bottle. There's nothing you can do about it. That's right. The gay marriage, even Rush Limbaugh admits it. Gay yep. marriage nationally, eventually socially accepted, but certainly nationally, legally, it, it is going to happen. It's an inevitability. Yeah, it's that's going right. to happen. You you can't fight it. You're not going to be able to. It's it's far too late to argue. Right. So you know what? Go go to church and you know wail to your God about how you know please don't strike us down because we're so damn immoral. You can do that all you want. You can run off and hide and and bitch and moan on the internet about how uh, uh, you know how we're all going down the tubes and uh, you know we're not doing God's will anymore and America's a corrupt society and so on. You can do, you can do it to your heart's content. But the bottom line is you're not going to change the law. The yeah. law is going to be that gay marriage is. You know, that's going to be the law of the land. Well, they're trying really, really, really hard now. I mean, this Eric Erickson quote is just such a stretch. I mean, no one is mandating that a church has to perform gay weddings. No one's saying that. This is just a matter of recognition. Right. This is a matter of no, what the state recognizes painting, as being marriage. He's painting this, 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 this paranoid, dystopian yeah. view of what's going to happen. You know, and it's it's the it's what they always do. It's it's this. If you do this, this will happen. You know, the world is going to come to an end. If we allow black people to to use uh, water fountains that white people use, oh, society's going to collapse. We We, can't let that happen. You know, and it happened and society didn't collapse. No, you know, society's not going to collapse. Nope. 
Nope. Gay marriage is going to have zero effect on you and your marriage if you're a straight guy or woman. But it perverts God's own established Who plan. Gives a crap. <laughs> if anything, if if it starts to chip away at our insane, insane reliance and kowtowing to. 2,000-year-old superstition, then by all means, wonderful. <laughs> if it spits in the face of your bullshit God, fantastic. I'd rather see people living, breathing human beings who want nothing more than equal rights. I'd rather see them get what they want than your pretend God somehow appeased. No, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what it's ending. This is the last stand for these people, yeah, which is it's, that it's desperation, which is that look out. You know, Republicans, you know, this is what Huckabee was saying yesterday. Look out, Republicans, because all the the real hardcore Christians are going to abandon you. And and here's why. Because you're, you know, you're attacking the church now. It's not so much, you know, we're just, we're, you know, and, and that's all, it's always the way it's been. This is the way it was with slavery. This The justification for slavery had to do with the Bible. Justification for uh, being against, uh, quote unquote, miscegenation was the Bible. I mean, you know, this morality always popped into it, some sort of made-up morality. It's, this is going to be not only the end of human morality, but it's going to be the end of human civilization as we know right. it. The will of God. Right. Right. I was watching the Star Trek uh, episode, uh, Star Trek Next Generation episode on Netflix last night. and It was the one that was called Who's, Who Watches the Watchers? And this sort of proto-Vulcan species worried about, you know, the Picard they, they thought Picard was a god, and they were worried that Picard was going to destroy them. And just guessing what Picard was, wanted and what he didn't want, to the point where they were getting ready to shoot people with arrows just indiscriminately. <laughs> just sounds, I was just watching this, and I'm going, this is exactly, this is what, exactly what America has been going through the last God only knows how many years. It's insane. Well, hey, look, we got to take a quick break back after this. Bubble Genius, Bob and Chez Show. And we're back. All around the world, we can make uh, So what else do we have this week? Um, gun control has been uh, talked about quite a bit, and I was happy to see it. Because uh, you are, you are real, you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're fucking that chicken. With gun control, <laughs> I'm I, doing, mean, I mean, I mean that in a good way. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad to know you are. That you're really, you're really, man. You're on that. You're on that stuff. Well, I'm trying to stay on it because I mean, what's and I, you know, I don't want to get into this scolding tone of voice because that's reserved. I, I've that's discovered the only that, problem is that you know, God, it really does. I mean, it, the gun control. It, it, you you need a a visceral moment. I mean, it's it's sad. You don't want you don't want another Newtown to happen. But it, it's shocking to me how much, when it comes to something like gun control, you need that visceral sort of thing to push people into giving a crap. That's it's right. not the kind of thing where you can bring up statistics or you can lecture or you can do any of that because it's just dry. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying in general. Oh you yeah. Know, it just it just you need you need that like oh you need you need the image of you know kids being uh, either running from their school. Or, you know, being carried out. You need that to be able to drive the gun control debate. Yeah, well, and it's kind of sad. 
There's a new video that's been released today. I posted it on my Facebook page. It's you know it features all the parents of the Sandy Hook victims, and it's you know again I watched it and all of those memories came flooding back. And you mm-hmm. know I'm not I'm not looking at this as you know sort of oh let's exploit this tragedy and and get some real laws passed. I'm just saying, you know what we got to we got to pay attention to this. We got to pay attention to uh, you know th- this as an issue because. It's 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 too important to kind of get all you know a short attention span about you know it's right. just because it keeps happening and happening and happening over and over again. There's not a day that goes by that there's some heinous display of gun violence that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it goes back. I mean, again, God bless Sasha Baron Cohen for you know really exposing a lot of this stuff before it was kind of cool to do so. You know, either as Borat or as Bruno. I mean, he's done several different things with the NRA people. And we played a bit of it at the top of the show. Um, you know, but this is this is the gun culture that we're dealing with. And this is why it requires endless tenacity. I guess that's a double positive. <laughs> Nevertheless, I mean, the president kind of nailed it today. And he said, uh, Obama, you know, the, I think the line was Obama says people shouldn't uh, get uh, squishy because time has passed since Sandy Hook. President says, shame on us if we've forgotten. And that's true. That's true. Although I don't know that, and, and this is what, I, going back to what I was saying initially, I get worried that I don't want to sound like I'm shaming and scolding people like, ah, you got to pay attention to this, because then it starts to sound like I'm Glenn Greenwald talking about drones. Shame on you. You'll never be that. Shame on you if you don't talk about drones. You write about, you write about things other than gun control. <laughs> right. So, uh, but it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a critical issue and I just, I don't feel like, I, I, I feel like a lot of people have just thrown up their hands and, you know, walked away from it. And I care about what's going to happen with the Today Show. <laughs> yeah, really. That's, that's about important to me. What happens to Matt Lauer? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, are ignoring it, including, uh, the Senate. I mean, it just doesn't look, nothing is going to happen at the federal level. Uh, nothing is going to come out of Congress about this. And right. I, I hate to be uh, really, really Debbie Downer about it, but it's just not going to happen. You know, despite that, you know, um, there was a new report today about Sandy Hook. And it was pretty grim. I mean, some of the stuff that uh, Adam Lanza, I mean, it could have been, actually, it's, I, I don't know if you could even call it grim. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, what they found uh, in Adam Lanza's possession was one NRA certificate for Adam Lanza and one NRA training book. I was going to say, didn't he have like a gun safety book from the NRA? Yeah. NRA, well, guide, NRA guide to the basics of pistol shooting. Thank God he had that. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's a, he was a member of the NRA. I don't think he was. But you don't have to be a member of the NRA to be able to get one of these things. He had three new guns. In addition to the newly identified shotgun in his parked car outside, a search of Adam Lanza's home found an Enfield Albion bolt-action rifle and a Savage Mark II 22 rifle. Latter contained live ammunition. Four high-capacity magazines, two of which were brought loaded to the crime scene. There were two high-capacity shotgun shells magazines for his shotgun at the crime scene containing a combined 70 extra rounds for the fortunately unused gun. 
Police also found two 20-round magazines at the Lanza residence. Over 1,700 rounds of ammunition. These covered a variety of different calibers and gun types and would have stocked 170 standard 10-round magazines or 56 of the uh, 30-round high-capacity magazines Lanza used to such deadly effect in the school. 13 types of bladed weapons. A Klingon Batleth. No, I'm kidding. He didn't have a Batleth. The Lanzas didn't just collect guns. They also had a variety of knives, samurai Please swords. Please tell me he had, like, nun- yeah, like, nunchucks and, like, ninja stars. Yeah. He had one- That's the kind of thing I can imagine someone like Adam Lanza really being into. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> exactly. Pretty good with the, pretty good with the bow staff. <laughs> Damn you. That's so funny. You could, just, you could totally see that. He's Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Uh, giving speeches at school about Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Sakor Godfrey <laughs> and the Nessie Alliance. <laughs> God, I genuinely love that movie. One, quote, six-foot, ten-inch, wood-handled, two-sided pole with a blade on one side and a spear on the other. I can't even, I can't even envision what that looks like. Adam that is that. That's like that thing that uh, that Kirk and Spock uh, had to fight during the Ponfar. Yeah, that's what they used to to fight in front of T'Pau. Right. Um, See, you you know new Star Trek or newer Star Trek. I I never got into that. God, we've been watching original it. series. I know top to bottom. That's our thing. This last few weeks, Joy and I have been watching uh, Next Generation on Netflix almost every night. No, see, Tar- it's funny because that's interesting. Taryn and I watch old Star Trek on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and Next Generation, f- far superior to the original Star Trek. Hey, come on. See, that's, no, but see, again, that's the <laughs> thing with you. You like Next Generation because you expect Star Trek to be something other than what I want, which is I like crappy acting and terrible sets and dumb stories. I love that. Oh, but that to me is what Star Trek's supposed there's, to be. There's plenty of that in Star Trek The Next Generation, I assure you. that We saw an episode that was called... I, I remember seeing it originally, and I remember just wanting to gouge my eyeballs out. And I accidentally stumbled onto it, because now Netflix, they, they play the episodes in succession automatically. So it gets to one, and then it starts playing the next one after like yeah, 15 no, seconds. Familiar. And so this episode comes up, and it was called uh, Cost of Living, and it featured Loxana Troy, Deanna Troy's mother. And I thought it might be the one with David Ogden Stiers, which was really kind of interesting about euthanasia and things like that. But it was just this stupid one with, with Worf's boy and this weird holodeck program with this cl- floating clown face, and it was frightening. Sounds great. I mean, it was just terrible. I mean, terrible sets, terrible story, terrible acting, all the way around. It was just terrible. And I challenged <laughs> any, the worst episode of the original series to top that one, co- the cost of living episode of The Next Generation. Because it was just, it, I, I just sat there going, I cannot think of another episode of any show that annoys me more than this. I mean, of all shows. So, what can I say? Hmm. You were saying? Um... Rand Paul. Rand Paul is planning his next uh, uh, filibuster. Thank God. What will this one be about? Well, we're going to talk about that after uh, after a break in just a second. We're also going to talk. Yeah, I mean, it's unavoidable anymore. We have to talk about a little bit about Glenn Greenwald and this. uh, uh, Now he's attacking Josh Marshall. He's attacking Eric Loomis from Lawyers, Lawyers, Guns and Money. He's attacking Oliver Willis. So we're going to get into that. He's attacking Oliver Willis? Oliver Willis. Absolutely. 
We'll get into that later in the show. Alex Jones has a new conspiracy theory that doesn't make any sense. That's the idea uh, of the conspiracy theory. And and maybe a word about Al Sharpton coming up in a little while. On the show, quick break. We're going to be back right after this. Oh, hey, guess what? Show's brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. That's a big shock. It is every week the exclusive name sponsor of the show so if you go to bubblegenius.com you can get the best bath and body products in the world soap and other uh creams and lotion powders and they're all in 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 wonderful and creative shapes and sizes and plus you get a uh by listening to this show only people who listen to this show get a discount on all of their bubble genius products we'll have a promo code for you afterwards but this is vegan stuff this is woman owned this is independent this is liberal and you you listening to your radio you listening to your itunes you ought to be paying attention to this and you ought to be going to bubblegenius.com for all of your bath and body products here is the latest word from bubblegenius.com you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products see bubble genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Do it. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Seriously, go to iTunes. Everyone has the iTunes. You go to the iTunes and you have to subscribe to the show. But not only do that, it helps the show if you also rate and review it in the iTunes store. So when you go to the iTunes store, you go to the news and politics section of the podcast, vertical. It's a vertical, don't you know? And uh, you, you go to the show, or you can just search for it. You go to the iTunes store, you type in Bob and Chez, and it comes right up. And so you subscribe, you hit the subscribe button, and then you add a review or um, uh, a rating, as a number of stars, preferably the highest number of stars possible. And then you can, then you can add extra stars in your review if you, if you care to. Right, 27 try. stars. I'm trying to get us on the, uh, on the front page of the news and politics section. Of the podcast area. Who are you blowing to do that? Uh, God, you have no idea. I'm just going around, making my rounds. Just blowing yeah. everybody. It's, it's, it's time consuming. And it's, right. and it's a little bit messy. But well, I'm going to be, let me know when you're going to be in my neighborhood. <laughs> so that I can not be here. Also, your promo code is uh, for BubbleGenius.com is Bob and Chez, B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z. And you get 15% off your entire order. Just type that in when you go to checkout, and uh, you get a big discount from BubbleGenius.com. Senators Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and Mike Lee. Wow, the three stooges. Yeah. 
they're all they're all unisyllable monosyllabic senators Rand paul ted cruz mike lee because more syllables they wouldn't be able to pronounce their own names exactly they're threatening to filibuster gun control legislation and they've uh, threatened to do so in a letter they hand-delivered to Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid's office uh, last Tuesday. So the Stunning. next, the next big uh, Rand Paul filibuster. Good, let him. Seriously. Saint Rand Paul, as I've been referring to him. Pa- patron saint of the filibuster. Pa- mm-hmm. Patron saint of the awesome, most excellent filibuster. God, Let's see know, if Sirota can defend him this time. These guys can't. They can't get enough. Everything they write about. I mean, they, they'll actually go to order a meal at a restaurant and throw in a, a wonderful mention of Rand Paul. So, yeah, I'm going to start with the, uh, with the uh, Funyuns, and uh, I'll have... Have you ever been to a restaurant that serves Funyuns? Because if you have, please tell me where it is. I would go there every single night. I'll have a, I'll have a Bloomin' Onion and a Megarita, and, uh, oh, by the way, Rand Paul's awesome. And then uh, for, for, for my meal, I'll have some... Uh, uh, cheeseburger pasta, right? And the and the reason I'm eating all this is because I'm, you know, high on weed, and that's why I love Rand Paul. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these guys. I'm wondering. You know, at first, I was reading this story, and I'm going. Um, I, I wonder where these guys will weigh in on this. You know, as soon as Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee start. Uh, covering the, the next most excellent St. Rand Paul filibuster. wonder what they're going to say about it. Are they going to love it? Are they going to hate it? Are they just not going to pay attention to it because it doesn't involve the word drones in there? Oh, yeah. No, they're going to they're going to ignore it. Well, I don't you know. know. Sirotas, Sirotas, I don't know. I mean, well, or they're going to get pissed about it. You yeah. know, I mean, and, and that will be interesting to see if sort of their, their recent uh, – you know, circle jerk over Rand Paul comes back to haunt them. Yeah. Yeah. I think here's my prediction and I have uh, kind of an educated prediction. So this is not even fair as being a prediction. I think Glenn Greenwald is going to support this next Rand Paul filibuster. I think he's going to support it because you know why I discovered this week. I discovered that Glenn Greenwald is against gun control. Oh, I'm sorry. This should play. He's against gun control. It's true. And I have evidence to prove it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And in fact, I'm going to present that evidence right after one last break. Back. Why, right does, he, why does he give a crap? He wouldn't give a crap about gun control. He doesn't live in the United States. What the well, hell does he care? You know, I have something to say about that, too. And we're going to do that right after a break. Back after this. This is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Yeah, now, see, I don't, I try not to bust on Greenwald because of the Brazil thing. And, and you know, I, I, I will absolutely bust on him because of that, because I think that a lot of what he says, the fact that he doesn't, that he doesn't have to deal with the after effects, the immediate after effects of these grand statements he's making, you know, especially when it when it came to, uh, uh, you know, things like Republican politics versus Democratic politics in this country. The fact that he doesn't have to live with the result that he's an outsider and he, as usual, you know, he, he can speak from on high without having to get his hands dirty. That, to me, affects 
what I think of, of the stuff that he's writing. But he's still an American citizen. And, and the reason he's not he, he's in Brazil is is, you know, for practical reasons. I mean, he's married to a guy and they can't they can't come back to the United States and have their marriage recognized. It's not like he's there, like saying, you know, you, America, I'm going to live in Brazil because I, I hate America. This is no, I mean, this is I a reasonable explanation. I where I remember that interview where it talked about, you know, his situation when it when it you know, when it came to the guy that he was with. And I know it was it was so melodramatic, his statement about how he couldn't be in the United States because I mean, he, he the, the interview that I read made it sound like if he came back to the United States as a gay man who was married to another man, he and his his lover were going to be he and his husband were going to be arrested. That's the way he made it sound. And it's just like, you know what? It's, it's more of your drama. Knock it off. I guess, you know what? I, and it's not a one-to-one comparison, but I, I tend to have a little bit of sympathy for Glenn on this front because, you know, I live in Hawaii. And in a lot of circles, Hawaii isn't considered real America. So, you know, I don't really... Well, it's I, not. It's a bunch of, like, Polynesian types. Isn't it? Yeah, totally. Right. I love it when I hear people who come here and visit. I bet and say, you get good, good tiki bars, though, man. Good tiki bars. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, people come here and they say, I, I, you know, when we get back to the States. Uh, well, I mean, I would say that, too, I think. The mainland. The mainland. But yeah. since Hawaii it's, is, it's, you know. U.S. 48. It's a state. Hawaii is a state since. It's not really a state. 49. Though. It's totally a state. Same way Alaska isn't really a state. <laughs> Okay, um, so Glenn Greenwald actually supports gun control, and you know why I know this? Because he supports gun control or doesn't support gun control? He does. Uh, he does not support gun support control. Gun control. Okay. Okay. This will rewind to his uh, blog. His, his first blog is called Unclaimed Territory. There's a blog spot blog on uh, Monday, October twenty fourth, two thousand five. How long ago was that, by the way? Just out of curiosity. This is seven, eight years ago. So that's how far he's come. And so I've been blogging for seven years, and and he's has created this name for himself. And I mean, I'm not I'm not the least bit jealous because if I did it, if I were to do it the way he did it, I it wouldn't be worth it to me. Well, look, I but mean, as you know, the way interesting. They, you know the way these clicks work. I mean, one person says Glenn Greenwald's super super smart, and if that person happens to get a lot of traffic and be respected, then yeah, everyone jumps. Exactly. You know, it's like God, it's like high school. I swear to God, I started referring to. You know, the, the Glenn Greenwald group as being a clique, because that's really what it they amounts are. to. I mean, the, the whole liberal blogosphere is breaking off into cliques, and it's like it's becoming increasingly like high school. And you know what? Maybe I'm a little guilty of perpetuating that, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it. I mean, here's a guy in 2005. You see this headline in his, uh, his old blog. And all he did was type in Glenn Greenwald gun control and got this result. Brazilians refuse to give up the right to bear arms. And here's the article. This is written by, again, Glenn Greenwald, liberal hero Glenn Greenwald. Here in Brazil, the country yesterday held a nationwide single-issue referendum. The question, whether the country should ban the commercial sale of firearms. The result, 66% against the gun ban, with only 34% in favor of it. And guess what? He was against the gun ban. He was against it. He explains, um, regardless of one's view on gun control, the referendum was a potent illustration of democracy at its most virtuous. The public debate was vigorous, open, and substantive. Voters listened to the arguments that were advanced on both sides. A majority actually changed its mind as a result of the debate, 
and then uh, made an informed and rational choice concerning one of the nation's most pressing issues. As a result of the referendum, both the result and the process leading up to it, personal security and political liberty are substantially healthier in Brazil. This is a decidedly anti-gun control article. And in order to justify his point of view, he uses the good guys with guns versus bad guys with guns argument. Well, he is a civil libertarian. Which we've seen from, well, yeah, but the the but there are, what you're saying is that there you know you you're baffled at the idea and uh, as am I you're baffled at the idea that there are people on the left who embrace him as being sort of the uber liberal yeah yeah right but the, and, but, uh, and he lectures people about that by the way you know I mean his big uh, of of the several columns that I bring up that he's written where it's just like that's where I shake my head I'm like you know the stuff that I point to 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 basically completely dismiss his opinions one of them was that piece that he wrote about uh, um. Barack Obama, you know, a couple of years ago, saying that liberals needed to stop embracing Obama as if he cared about their opinions, as if he were an actual liberal, because he's not. <laughs> sure. And so, I mean, we Glenn is a sort of liberal who huh, opposes op- opposes any restrictions on corporate money in, into campaigns. Because according to Glenn Greenwald and his support of the Citizens United Supreme Court decision, corporate money is speech. Right. And but we can't that's, I mean, that's the thing, speech. though. He is a strict, for, I hate this term, but he's a strict constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's what he is. He's neither, and, and he prides himself on that. And if people are dumb enough to embrace him and say that he's liberal, well, then that's their own damn fault. Because the reality is that, you know, as he, as he does constantly, his little lectures from Mount Olympus, you know, his little Aspergerian lectures, you know, as somebody who doesn't have a dog in any particular fight, he is somebody who just, he just calls the law the way he sees it. You know who as, else? Uh, in his mind, as, as dispassionately as possible. You know who else is a strict constructionist? Hmm. Antonin Scalia. Yeah. Okay, fine. He also writes here in this piece, uh, from these premises, Brazilians perceptively, perceptively concluded that the absolute worst option would be for its law-abiding citizens to disarm en masse, leaving them even more vulnerable and undefended against the nation's well-armed criminals, who, being criminals, would, of course, defy the gun ban and continue to stockpile firearms. That is... That, my friends, is torn directly from the NRA playbook. That is, that is a more wordy NRA bumper sticker right there. Right. Exactly. Greenwald should begin, should begin writing their bumper stickers. Can you imagine what a Glenn Greenwald <laughs> saying bumper sticker would look like? The bumper sticker would drape entirely over the car. Yes, <laughs> because it would, it would be, be it would be one of those wraps that you see around buses. <laughs> it would be the only bumper. It would be the only bumper sticker with block quotes. <laughs> and an update <laughs> and four updates with roman numerals but this is the uh this is the bad guys with guns will still get guns argument is what it is and then all of the good guys won't have any guns because the uh the authoritarians in the government Right. Well, you know, I mean, it also that also in a lot of ways it's 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 not surprising because it again hits 
on something that Greenwald absolutely is, is, a, is a continuing theme of his, which is that he just does not trust authority mm-hmm. at all. And so, you know, I, I got to get to the nut of this. Why is it that we spend time talking about Glenn Greenwald? And, it, and I got to tell you, and I want to be perfectly clear about this. It's not, it's not really just about Glenn. It's not, it, it, Glenn is sort of incidental to all of this. It's a matter of steering what, I, and I'll speak for myself, what I believe the liberal slash progressive movement ought to be all about, steering it in the right direction and not getting off on these things that, that will then, in, in effect, undermine the movement, undermine the furtherance of more progressive legislation, the furtherance of moving that pendulum more to the left. What ends yeah, up happening is, what, what ends up happening is you get a gateway here, Glenn Greenwald being a gateway, Rand Paul then being a gateway, and suddenly we're all over the place again. We're supporting a guy who, yeah, he filibustered drones, but then again, he didn't really. He later came out in favor of drones, and then we're who also then is in support of a personhood amendment. And then, but suddenly this guy who supports personhood and is against the voting rights act is kind of painted as a good guy in liberal circles. That should not be happening. That should not be happening. And Glenn is like the patient zero in, in kind of opening this Pandora's box where the, uh, the progressive movement gets sidetracked and, and undermined. Hmm. And we end up supporting the wrong people, endorsing the wrong people, and the wrong ideas. Pretty much. So we, we want to elevate someone like Glenn Greenwald to being of, of leadership status in the progressive movement. Got to be careful. We got to be careful. Because, you know, what do we want? Do we want to then become the movement that also begins to endorse Citizens United, corporate speech, money as speech? We want to do this? Do we want to go down that road? Do we also want to be the movement that, uh, that, that elevates uh, a, a pro-gun sloganeering? You know, we're already ambivalent about it. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, the amount of the gun control posts I see on Twitter anymore are like zero percent. It's, I mean, it's just it, it's, it's a matter of direction. It's a matter of what I see as being priorities. And where we ought to, uh, you know, what priorities should be advanced up the list and what should be reduced down the list. And that's, I mean, that, that leads us into uh, drones. Right. And I, I don't and know. Him, that him, didn't you say he was taking on, uh, I know he was taking on, one of the rare, you, you know me, one of the rare times that I actually got into a Twitter, uh, not Twitter battle, obviously, but a Twitter debate. I joined the debate when you guys were talking about it. But what, what is his beef with Josh Marshall? Well, Josh Marshall, like me and so many other people, believes that uh, war powers and killing, you know, war powers and and the war on terrorism itself is a a bigger issue than the use of this tool called drones. Right. You know, and that's basically what Josh Marshall wrote in his piece in Talking Points Memo this week. He wrote, you know, he said that, uh, you know, it's kind of drones are just kind of a distraction because what we're basically talking about is a tool. We're talking about a weapon. We're not talking about the policies and the legislation that's driving the broader issue of the war on terror. And so then Glenn and so many other people, uh, Zaid Jelani and, and several others, just started calling him out on this. 
on top of the fact that Josh in the same day made the, you know, hell-worthy trespass of saying that Zero Dark Thirty is not pro-torture. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I watched, I watched it again the other night. Um, and again, I stand by the fact that it's the best movie of last year, hands down. Um, and it, the, more, the more I watch it, the more it infuriates me to think of Glenn Greenwald, his, his vitriol for it. Yeah. Because, I mean, first of all, from the perspective of uh, Glenn Greenwald is the, is the one person who should never have an opinion about anything involving art. And whether you think that movie is a true document or not, it is, it, it's art. Film is art. And Glenn Greenwald doesn't have the, whatever the process is in your head to be able to comment on art because art is about nuance. It's about different people see different things. It's about, you know, it's, it's not something that can be quantified in a binary manner. And he absolutely, that's all he knows how to do for him. It's just black and white. It's a Prince pro torture. It's no, it's not right. There are other ways to see the movie. There are other there. There are minuscule things that can be gleaned from it. That if you have the kind of mind that looks at something and can see nuance, can see, yo, you know what? That's that little that one face right there that she made. That changes the tone of this scene. That you know the the idea that I'm getting something from it that's different than what you're getting because it is it's art. It's like going no two people look at a painting and see the same thing. Yeah. And the idea that he breaks it down, as he always does, into this Aspergerian binary bull where it's, you know, well, it's absolutely pro-torture. And I can say that. No, you can't. You can't say that it's pro-torture because that's just your freaking opinion. Mm -hmm. Because you're viewing a work of art differently than the way I guarantee you a lot of other people, including me, by the way, are viewing it. So shut the hell up about yeah. that. Well, I mean, what the mistake he's making is that uh, he thinks that portrayal equals an endorsement, and it's not. Yes, it's just exactly. yeah, because, but but more and more so, yeah, and more so than that, he he really has it in his mind that he has figured out what the intent of the filmmakers was. Yeah. That that you know, yeah, that by showing it, this is their intent, and it's like, no, you don't know that. No, and for you to say that is stupid irresponsible and makes you look like a jackass one of the other shows that we've been watching recently has been game of thrones and i'm going to loop this into what we're talking about right now um and if you've seen any of the discussions around game of thrones you know that there's a debate about the portrayal of a, a lot of sexual violence against women i mean women are treated oh, really yeah no, really I, I mean I've, the little the i've seen of the show i know that and and so we've been discussing here at the house you just say well you know it does this show is this portrayal of, of women in this way, like the, you know, just the misogyny of some of the characters in this show? Is, is that an endorsement of misogyny or is that just a statement about the, the morality of these characters and the it's times the in which they live? It's statement about the morality exactly. of the characters. It's exactly. not an endorsement of misogyny. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so the likewise, you know, you take something like Zero Dark Thirty, which, again, I have not seen it yet. And I wow. will reserve full judgment until I do. And by the way, it is on demand, so I'm going to actually be watching it sometime in the next yeah, couple. I watched weeks, it. So. I watched it on demand uh, the other night. Yeah. And, and again, it's it's excellent. It's just an excellent movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is. I, it's, the more and more I hear about it, the, the more I'm I'm led to believe that. But I just I, I'm going to reserve my full judgment until I see it, and it will be soon. I've been saying that for months now, but I, I'm I'm dying to see it. I just have to find the right time to do it. But the fact of the matter is, is that any portrayal of torture seems to me, just from what I've read, that that its portrayal is not so much 
and and A to B cause and effect as far as the actual capture and or discovery of Bin Laden and his and his assassination. It, it's just it, it's a series of events, you know, portraying ten years in the war on terror. That's it exactly. So it's the, the portrayal doesn't necessarily mean endorsement, nor does it mean uh, the, the cause of or the, the means by which. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, the, the Greenwald thing, it would be it would be like going to an art gallery and standing next to, uh, you know, uh, standing next to uh, a Jackson Pollock or something like that, something sort of abstract with Greenwald yeah. and having Greenwald say this painting says this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and, and you just turning and looking at him and going. Well, wait a minute. I mean, I don't see the same thing. You're, nope, it says it. Uh, okay, Glenn. <laughs> you know, you are the expert on filmmaking and art and what's, you know, you get, you get to tell me what the filmmakers, what their motivation was. Yeah. Because I saw something completely different in the movie. As, as did, yeah. yeah. I mean, as did Josh Marshall and, and many other people. Michael Moore, for example. Yeah. Didn't see Zero Dark Thirty as an endorsement yeah. of and I, and I saw people, uh, you know, I saw people to, uh, you know, not to get off, uh, get too far off subject here on the subject of this. But, you know, I, I remember hearing, I think it was him and a couple other people who were like, you know, it goes from it goes from the, the opening scene is basically a blank screen and you hear 9-11, you hear phone calls, you hear, you know, uh, and then it goes right from that to torture, you know, and, and it, it's it's. Basically, what, what these people are seeing in it is they, they get this idea that somehow that the torture is the, the, the opening shots or the opening sound of 9-11 is supposed to justify that torture. I'm like, that's not at all what I got. What I got was that that is what led to what is happening right now, good or bad. Yeah. And you know what? The people who uh, were against torture at the time and still are uh, weren't motivated by 9-11 to torture. Some people, however, like the Bush administration, like John Yu, Dick Cheney, David Addington, on down the line, they were. And by portraying that doesn't necessarily mean that Catherine Bigelow or any of the people in the movie were saying that this is right. Uh, You couldn't whitewashed it. That would have been wrong to whitewash it, and I'm sorry, but you know what else would have been wrong? It would have been wrong to have that very special episode of Facts of Life moment where some character says, by the way, this is wrong. Yeah. You know, and, gi- and gives the big speech. Well, hey, you know what? We're going to have to talk about drones uh, on the after party. There's lots of other political topics that we didn't get to today. We'll talk about them tomorrow on the after party. It'll be uh, about noon Eastern time on Fridays every week and uh by the way try to subscribe tell your friends tell your friends about this show yeah go and tell like two of your friends on facebook about the free show maybe even throw in a word about the after party and uh just call out to anyone who knows anyone on itunes (laughs) send them a message we got it we've been doing this show for a couple of years now we deserve to be on that front page of the news and politics section of the podcast area we just we, we really really do because I've heard some of those shows and they are they're just not so good and but yet they're on that page I don't I don't know how that works I guess we have to uh, service some more people. there you go hey we'll see you tomorrow on the after party bye bye later. Ha <laughs> <laughs>